0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM.
1: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School.
0: This is your money on Business Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to your Lesson Your Money Series XM Channel 132, Business Radio that's powered. By the Wharton School, I'm Kent Smith a professor here in Philadelphia. We're still doing uh, shows by Zoom, but you can connect with me by going on to my website, kentonmoney.com. So today's segment, we're talking about an interesting uh, new topic a lot of people don't realize, and that is open up a Roth IRA for minors. Lots of kids are saying goodbye to summer jobs, heading back to school. But many had their first job, and really are starting to think about saving for their future over this past summer. And um, they may not realize, as maybe you don't, as a parent, that in fact your minor uh, children can start to save, uh, put money away into a Roth IRA. You know, a better option for in many cases than a standard savings or checking account. So uh joining me today is Kate Hennessy who's a partner at Asset Grade as uh, she's done the show a couple times. We're going to be talking about Roth IRAs for minors. Welcome to the show Kate.
0: Thanks Kent. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Yeah and so you've uh, Asset Grade you guys did a nice blog on the Roth IRA for kids you know so let's talk about that you know uh, the Roth IRA For minors, um, you know, who is eligible and, um, you know, when did this all start?
0: Absolutely. So, well, I will say it's something I wish was around when I was a teenager many, many years ago uh, when I was working. But essentially what it is, it's an IRA set up by an adult for the benefit of a minor. An adult does not need to be a parent. An adult can be an uncle, a grandparent, an aunt, et cetera. And a minor is defined in most states as someone under the age of 18. And what a Roth IRA is, it's a retirement account that provides an opportunity for tax-free growth and then tax-free withdrawals in retirement.
1: Right. And particularly, like you put the money in F. After taxes, and we often think you know Roths are really good for very young people in the low tax bracket and potentially for older people after they retire, but before RMDs kick in at age 72. So let's talk about, in particular, for kids, this is a Roth IRA for kids. Uh, um, normally, with a regular IRA, you know, somebody has to have some earned income. So talk about the requirements uh, for kids, and that's like babysitting you know a, a income count versus say, say or do you need a formal w2 that you would typically need for a regular ira
0: sure so any minor with earned income is eligible to participate in an ira those that aren't eligible would be kids that get allowance and don't have mm-hmm. earned income so for example i have two daughters 8 and 11 they don't have earned income so they are not eligible yet but those children that have w2 income working at a local bakery and so forth, or are babysitting, mowing lawns, have that self-employment income, they are eligible. It does get a little trickier with self-employment income because there's a formula that's required to calculate how much then the minor can contribute to your Roth. And it's also important to track that self-employment income with the dates that you worked, the type of work, For whom the work was done and the amount. So I'm sure you can imagine that W 2 income is just easier to track.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's certainly, you know, I think for a lot of people who are doing babysitting and so forth, I'm not sure they're really always thinking about W-2 forms and filling those out and so forth, even though that is a, a certainly re, a requirement, but um, actually having that W-2 income is so important. So, I mean, a lot of, you know, people are thinking, you know, listen, you know, a kid is 13, 14 years old, you know, he's maybe, or she's maybe mowing lawns or, you know, being a bus boy somewhere, or, you know, babysitting, getting some income that way. I mean, why would you know someone like that think about you know saving for retirement so let's talk about what happens to this Roth IRA when the child becomes an adult
0: absolutely so so once the minor reaches a majority age the adult transfers the account into the child's name so and then the IRA is essentially in the child's name and if he or she continues to have earned income can continue to contribute. So the Roth IRA for minors is a head start for individuals that are contributing to retirement accounts. So for example, if I have a 16-year-old daughter and she was employed, I would be the custodian and she would be the account owner. Once she is no longer a minor at age 18, the account is transferred in her name. And if she continues to have earned income and save, she can continue to To contribute.
1: Right. Yeah. And and certainly, you know, we often think the Roth in any retirement plan really should be set aside for, you know, longer run, you know, for retirement itself. Um, You know, so, you know, some people might think, well, why should I be worried about that so much for my younger kid? But we don't encourage it often, but that you could potentially get distributions from the Roth earlier and not always pay the 10% penalty. You know, explain a little bit of that as well. There's maybe some optionality. If, if this is the difference between someone not setting up a Roth versus setting up a Roth, then maybe you know having some of that additional option value may encourage them to set up the Roth. So talk about some of the early withdrawal uh, possibilities.
0: Sure. So one possibility is down payment on your first house, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, if you're early 20s and you contribute to continue to contribute to your Roth IRA and then you purchase your first house or your first condo in your late 20s, this is a great vehicle to use for a down payment on your on your first home.
1: Yeah, and, and so it's, it's in some sense, you know, really helping your kid uh, potentially, Get that early start of you know saving for that first home it is it, it, so it's not as long as you know 40 50 you know years from now when we're thinking about retirement and, and things like that. And, and so certainly you know saving investing early on a consistent basis does pay yields over time. It certainly sometimes people do these exercises of like compounding you know pretty high returns in the stock market over time. And that's, you know, often doesn't adjust for risk and things like that. But nonetheless, we do think getting an early start is important, especially if, if we are thinking about long-term investing. I mean, in your article talks a little bit about a bit about that. Why don't you, why don't you elaborate?
0: You bet, and I, I think it also just teaches good behavior, right? Yeah. So you're you're saving and spending a portion. But but if we were to use, if we were to use a 15 a year old as an example, and what we can do is we can go ahead and, you know, as, as an example, you know, as a parent, I pay a lot in babysitting, especially in the summer months, mm. just check my Venmo account. I'm not kidding. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if we were to use Annie, a 15 year old teenager, it's, she babysits in town, if she starts to save per year at age 15, and she continues to save that $2,000 each year up until she's 65, if you assume a 7% rate of return, she will have accumulated over $800,000 by the time she's 65. It's that consistent saving and compounding return. However, if she had waited till age 25, which most young adults wait till they're mid 20s, when they open up a Roth, she would have accumulated only $400,000. So that 10 year head start helped her double her retirement earnings.
1: Yeah, it's certainly we touched on this a little bit, but a lot of times kids, you know, will say, you know, I don't want to have something tied up until, you know, I hit age 59 and a half when I can start taking out money and, and so forth. So one of the things that you've talked about in the past is, and certainly law planners use the idea of, you know, either life goals or goal-based investing, or even this idea of buckets based on short-term, long-term kind of uh, needs for assets. So talk about, you know, how you would think about uh, investing for a short versus long-term uh, type of, uh, investment.
0: That's a great point. Most kids these days want instant gratification, right? So they're, they're working, they want to be able to spend some of their hard-earned money. So let's talk about buckets and the importance of having a short-term and a long-term bucket. In kids' minds, once that money goes into the Roth, it's disappeared because most won't touch it until they're about 59 and a half. And retirement for most young adults is a foreign concept and the fact they have a 40 plus time horizon. So when you're sitting down with your child or your niece or nephew or your grandchild and you're trying to encourage them to save, keep it simple. Think about a short-term bucket and a long-term bucket. A short-term bucket is a savings account. It's cash that's easily accessible for ongoing purchases or perhaps a reward at the end of the summer your child working so hard. A long-term bucket is a Roth IRA. It's a win-win situation. Miners can access some of their hard-earned money easily from a savings account, but also contribute to a Roth and have their long-term bucket grow over the years.
1: Yeah, yeah. And certainly you know one, one technique I've heard you know, a lot of people use and people use this is that they'll they'll, you know, you try to bridge some of that short versus long term. They'll say, you know, the long term account—that's where you invest in kind of, kind of uh, maybe a mutual fund, something like a low-cost S and P 500 fund. Um, and uh, in the short term account, maybe it's a taxable brokerage account. You can certainly, you know, invest in the company that you want to. And it, part of this is this learning you know, the difference between diversification, the value of diversification versus trying to take bets on, you know, a company that makes the product that you happen to be using and, and things like that. It's partly educational, um, as well. But, it, but let's talk about now people who are thinking about, um, more generally a Roth IRA when somebody has that. I mean, a lot of, people who are thinking about, you know, maybe I should set a Roth IRA maybe for me first, you know, uh, maybe as a parent. uh, But at the same time, they have outstanding debt. And it's always a question. Should I be saving, you know, more for retirement or should I be paying down uh, debt? Obviously, the interest rates matter a bit here. But how do you guys prioritize um, uh, that decision?
0: So our suggestion is pay off your bad debts first. And and that's typically debt that has an interest rate greater than 5%. Mm -hmm. Build up your emergency fund. Not something that has to happen overnight, but work towards having three to 12 months of your monthly expenses sitting in cash in your savings account. It's that sleep at night fund. Something that you can work towards doesn't have to happen overnight. Contribute to your Roth IRA, because at some point you're going to hit that Income level where you can no longer contribute. Yeah, and if your employer offers a four hundred one k, contribute to that too. And, and some employers offer a Roth four hundred one k option as well.
1: Right, and it's 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 certainly you know what I would say is that many when the Roths first you know came out. Uh, to go, I, think, I think in some sense, you know, they often get a little bit too much attention because, you know, most people are going to be in the highest tax bracket, whether, you know, in the middle age, you know, earning a lot of income and so forth relative to when they retire. But nonetheless, um, the Roth IRA is strategically quite valuable at these different age spectrums, especially when you're quite young or when you're quite when you, the other side, when you're maybe older, but you've retired before the RMDs kick in. You know, briefly, and, we'll, and then on this point, talk about the other age side of the age spectrum. Someone's accumulated some assets. Um, there may be age, you know, 65 right now. Um, and, you know, the RMDs don't kick in. So maybe say age 72. Uh, and uh, explain how, they could potentially try to convert some of their traditional balances to uh, to lower their RMDs in, in, you know, say seven years.
0: Sure. So, so converting a traditional to a Roth.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. We actually had done a number of conversions in twenty twenty. Yeah. But essentially, what you do is you take a look at your your pre tax or your traditional IRA money. And you meet with your tax professional and determine how much you can convert so that it doesn't, you know, create too much of a tax burden. Right. And then you meet with your advisor and convert a portion of that tax deferred money into a Roth. So you pay taxes on it in the year that you do the conversion.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it is a, you know, in retirement. It's sort of similar to when you're in the accumulation stage, right, with these younger individuals. But in retirement, what you hope to have as well is buckets. You want to have an after-tax or Roth bucket, a pre-tax or traditional bucket, and a taxable bucket. You don't want to be taxed on everything that you withdraw. So that's why it's nice to do those conversions at the right time.
1: Right. Yeah, and the, the the point is, you know, more generally, if you retired early, you're in a low tax bracket at that point, and you know, just realize some of the gains um, that has transitioned some of your traditional um, you know, uh, retirement plan assets. Um, you know, now you know realize some of that. The do those conversions to a Roth now, pay the taxes now because you're going to be in a low tax bracket. And uh, and that's going to often lower the required minimum distributions that you're going to get hit with at age 72 that could really push you into a higher tax bracket. So it's a neat, a neat tax arbitrage opportunity that's really opened up even more now that the RMD um, is no longer age 70, but, you know, think a few more years um, so uh excellent. Um uh, I think we've exhausted <laughs> all the benefits of Roth. But again, uh for the for the listener out there, if you have kids, you know, getting some income, maybe starting to set up a Roth today is a great idea. Uh, really help them with their down payment for their house. They'll appreciate it. Maybe you know they don't have to wait 40, 50 years to appreciate that. They, they could appreciate it in just you know 10, 15 years uh for their first you know, condo or house there. And but if as a parent, too, you know, you might be thinking about how to use Roth for yourself, especially as you uh, get older, in particular, if you retire prior to age, uh, age 72. So, Kate, uh, once again, great job. Thanks for coming back on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, and if you'd like to learn more about Roth IRAs, or you can also check out uh, Kate Hennessy's bio at acidgrade, and their website is simply acidgrade.com. And I'm and Smithers, you're listening to Your Money Business Radio Series XM channel 132.
0: For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on
1: iTunes and Google Play.